welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. I'm Deborah. I'm here with Tracy. Hey. Hey. You know, we talked earlier this year about why we hate toxic positivity. And I have to tell you that I think we hit a nerve because it's, yeah, (laughs) it's one of our most downloaded episodes. So we thought maybe it would be a good idea to unpack that a little bit more today and spend some time chatting about why we want professional divorce coaches to stop referring to themselves as cheerleaders. Yeah. Yes. It's often a word that's used a lot when divorce coaches describe the work that they do. <laughs> yes, exactly. So let's unpack a little bit. Just definition-wise, what is a cheerleader? A cheerleader is somebody who is an enthusiastic supporter of someone or something. This is from the dictionary. A coach, on the other hand, is someone who teaches, motivates, and supports their team members in reaching their potential. Yeah. Yeah. And when we think about sports teams, right, it's really kind of easy to distinguish the role of the cheerleader versus the role of the coach, right? They're very, very, very different. Very different, right? So it's it's kind of that difference between simply encouraging positive thinking and supporting someone's personal development, right? A coach is building up their team players, teaching them skills to be successful, to accomplish their goal. The cheerleader is sitting on the sideline and just cheering them on, whether they do it, score a goal or don't score a goal, right? They're also entertainers to the crowd, right? Trying to get the crowd involved, which I think is what we talk about when we're looking at that concept of positive toxicity. Yeah, for sure. You know, the cheerleader is saying, you can do it. Go, go, go. But they're saying you can do it with the skill set you already have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As opposed to, hey, I, I believe in you that you can do it. And I'll help you figure out what you need in order to be successful. That's the difference. Yeah. Between the cheerleader is saying, deal cheer. with what you already have. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Yay. You go. And so it's this concept of like one, the cheerleader is like pom-poms and words, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the other is self-reflection. They watch game films Yeah, and skill development. Yep. Yep. And look at from where they were, right? And how could they do it better? Right. So positive thinking or what we call toxic positivity is kind of unhelpful, right? It breaks trust. It can cause damage when clients are struggling with some of the difficulties of divorce, 
right? That we are not supporting clients in terms of developing the skills, learning the skills to be able to overcome the barriers or or to be able to accomplish their goals, right? Absolutely. And, you know, when people employ toxic positivity, we know they don't intend to cause harm. Right. They don't intend to break trust. They don't intend to cause damage. What it typically means is they are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. With the, I think a with little the emotion that the other yeah. person is expressing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Think about going to a funeral. Right. And the the messages people give. Mm-hmm. You're in a better place. <laughs> That's not helpful. You hear a lot of toxic positivity in those cases. Right. And And people that are grieving, right? My really good friend is a is a pastor and a grief counselor. And what she's responsible for is congregational care. And she does a lot of funerals and and she shares with me how unhelpful some of these messages are. It's just toxic positivity. Instead, it's what do you need from me? How can I help you? How can I support you? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's really the difference because it feels dismissive when clients come to us and they have these huge hurts, fears, and we say, you can do it. Right. It's all going to be okay. You've got this, right? And, and, and I think those are important things. I think it's important as we validate and acknowledge and encourage. But at the same time, I think you touched on something that's very key, Deb, is that often it's a it, it, it's a lack of confidence on the coach's part that they see their role as, okay, well, this is what I can offer, right? This is what I can do. And, and we're asking you, divorce coaches out there, to be able to stretch, right? To really sit back and evaluate what it is that you're doing with this client and supporting them in this process, right? And we often talk about this from the ADR perspective, right? As we look at the definition of divorce coaching from an ADR uh, uh, dispute resolution process, we're helping clients build those skills to be able to deal with what it is that they're dealing with. Us telling them that everything is going to be great is not helping them. Often it's a crutch. It is. It is. And instead, yes, we have to validate those feelings, right? Coaching is a relationship. And so the first thing we do when we build a relationship is we don't dismiss their big emotions. We validate them. And by validate, I don't mean that we get on their team as a cheerleader. And we've talked before about the distinction between kind of helping them dig into he's such a jerk, right? Mm -hmm. That's terrible. And I hear how hurt you are. I hear how hard this is for you. Yes. Right. So we build trust by validating. Once we have that foundation, that's what allows us to do our job of poking, prodding, discovering, asking powerful questions. But if we dismiss those emotions, instead of really listening, 
sitting in them, doing that reflective listening, then we haven't built the foundation that then is going to allow us to do the work. Yeah. I mean, to force a positive outlook on pain is to encourage a person basically to keep silent about their struggles. Yes. And, and, and if we don't support our clients in some of that self-discovery, self-awareness, really looking at those struggles and we sort of dismiss them or encourage our clients to be silent about them, right? It can lead to all of these really not great things, right? These secondary outcomes of shame and suppressed emotion and isolation, right? That if you're saying is their coach saying, oh, don't worry, everything's going to be okay, right? Mm -hmm. They just kind of put it away, right? They could just push that away and it's going to come back. It doesn't go away, right? It doesn't go away. What it it's going to come out sideways at an unexpected time. Hmm. For sure. For sure. Right. So validating strong feelings and emotions, and continuing to find ways to work through those practicalities of divorce and co-parenting. We are then, in fact, acting in the role as the coach right? Not dismissing them or or preventing the client from engaging in affect labeling, right? Which we know reduces emotion by up to 50%, right? We say you got to name it, to tame it, to reframe it, right? So there is that whole process, not only in identifying those feelings, but to be able to process those feelings to then be able to say, okay, now what am I going to do about that? When we engage in that positive thinking process, we are absolutely eliminating those three steps to be able to positively move forward for the client to be positively moving forward. Sure. You know, the other thing about validating their feelings is we, divorce can be isolating, especially if they're the first person that's been divorced in their family. Or if they're dealing with some covert abuse or coercive control and they don't have a supportive family and friends, we may be the only person they have right now. Yeah. They may have a team of one. Yeah. And when we're dismissive, it feels like another betrayal. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so us validating that, we may be the only one validating them. Yeah. So creating that safety for them, that safe space is what gives them permission then to do the other work of exploration. Mm -hmm. But we might be the only person saying, oh, that sounds so hard. Or they tell us a story and we say, I believe you. Yeah. I hear you. Right. I hear Uh you. Right. Let me reflect that back that I really was listening. Yeah. I heard every word of your hurt, your pain, your anger. I heard every word of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without, without a fix, right? Without offering them that fix, which often is where toxic positivity lands. Right. right. So, so they might have people in their lives who are like, come on, you know, suck it up buttercup, 
right? <laughs> or, all right, yeah, move on, right? We're the people who are working with them in our professional capacity as coaches to support the client in feeling hurt, to be able to then again, deal with that. Why is that showing up for them? What is happening for them? What are those underlying issues, needs, interests, concerns that is happening? And then for them to to be able to acknowledge how it's showing up and where they want to go with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And we're supporting that process. That is again, you know, what we do in conflict. We hear it. We recognize it, right? One of the principles of AGR is to be able to recognize that conflict. And again, whether that's an internal conflict or an external conflict, to be able for the client to acknowledge it, to recognize it, what's happening for them, to then be able to engage in a process, to decide what are their goals, what action steps they're going to take to be able to do that. If we ignore it, right, we are hindering that process for that client. And right. if you ask me extending the pain, we're we're actually a vehicle for, you know, extending that process for them. For sure. You know, if we think about it in, in kind of this analogy is that they're spinning. They're mm-hmm. spinning in their emotions. And when you are spinning like a top or, you know, something, you don't make any progress in any direction. No. And so by validating them, we slow the spinning down. Mm-hmm. We're able to stop it and then say, which direction do you want to go? It's only by validating and processing and making sure they're heard that then we're able to get them to stop spinning and make progress. Yeah. Right. And again, those are the skills we bring to the table that other professionals do not. Yeah, that's the value we add is that we can listen, reflect, validate, and then dig. And yes, and and our favorite saying, our favorite word. Yes, yes, I hear you. And yeah, what do you want to do next? What are your goals? Where do you want to get your GPS of find the focus in the session? Yep. Yeah, but we cannot do that. If we dismiss them, they're just going to spin faster. Mm-hmm. And if we try to get them to go somewhere before we validate them, they're just going to go talk to somebody else and and they can't because yeah. they're spinning too fast. Yeah. So it's the only way to get a client to move forward and that's our job and we cannot skip those steps. No. A complete disservice to our clients, right? It's the difference between what we do in supposedly, right? Our goal is, is to support clients in their process. Yes. Right. Not to just cheer them on through that process. It is, yes, we want to acknowledge, right? We want to celebrate those steps, those action steps, those moves that our clients are making as defined by themselves. But that's in a supporting role, not in a cheerleading role. Right. But again, I'm going to use the word and. Mm. We're going to celebrate their victories and ask what's next. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Which Absolutely. is a coach. 
not a cheerleader. A cheerleader simply says, yay, you did it. Right. And that's the end of the conversation. A coach says, yay, you did it. Now, how can we continue to improve? What do you want to do next? So again, differentiating between just being an encourager and being a personal developer, being a skill giver, being a action step generator. Yeah. Identifying needs. Yes. Supporting the client and identifying their needs and what steps they're taking to accomplish those, to address those needs, not to dismiss them. Yeah. And again, we'll just, we'll, we'll go back to, we are alternative dispute resolution specialists. And if our clients are spinning in feelings because of conflict, Mm -hmm. our job is to help our clients manage conflict. Yeah. Lean into it, not be afraid of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And toxic positivity doesn't help them do that. Yeah. And that's, and listen, we understand that's not easy, right? That is not easy. We are as divorce coaches challenged in our work with clients to be able to balance that, right? It is, we take a very holistic approach to individuals and our work with individuals, right? There's so many different dynamics that are happening, but when we stay true to our underlying foundation, being grounded in alternative dispute resolution, we are helping clients do hard things, right? The feelings are hard right? Oh, they're brutal sometimes. The the steps to be able to address those feelings, recognize those feelings, process those feelings, and then move through those feelings is hard, but that's what we do, right? So I encourage all divorce coaches out there who are listening to this to really take a step back and reflect on your own practice, right? Do you yourself find that process challenging, right? If you're feeling that you are best suited in your comfort zone, it's just saying, okay, you got this, you could do this, right? Mm, Right. What is it that's missing from you? What do you need to build in terms of your confidence, your clarity, your skill development to function in this role? Because it is hard. It's hard for our clients and it there's a tremendous amount of skill on the coach's part. Right. It does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're also just validating feelings. Yeah. That's not coaching either. That's not taking, you know, that next step. So um, Tracy, I'm going to let you take us out, but I guess today what we're asking you to do is put down your pom-poms and pick up your clipboard. <laughs> yes. If I could sum it up. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be the whistle, right? <laughs> it doesn't have to be the whistle. It can just right. be the we're, clipboard. We're not dictating, right? We're not, this is the client's process. We're there to support the client in their process. So we're yeah. not establishing strategy for the client. We're helping the clients identify strategy for themselves. We're supporting them in that process. 
us. So again, one of the antidotes to toxic positivity is actually identifying your own needs and the client's needs, helping them identify those needs. And that is the goal of divorce coaching, to help clients identify their goals and interests and to be able to support them in a positive way right? In in hearing them, acknowledging them, helping them then identify the steps and supporting them through that process. That's really hard. So yes, let is honor our role as coaches. Let somebody else be the cheerleader, right? That's That's okay. Somebody else can be that cheerleader. We can motivate, support, acknowledge, validate, and help that client move to the next step. So Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this topic. And really, we also would appreciate your feedback. You know, if you have something to share, drop us a note. You know, you could reach us out on our website or, or post something on reviews on our podcast. We we want to hear from you, our community, if this is this stuff is resonating with you as well. And continue your work and doing amazing things and changing divorce for individuals. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.